Hey everyone, welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. We, of course, we're happy to have you with us today. Hey Rob, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Todd. How are you doing? It's T-minus uh, uh, time to Christmas you know, here in the U.S. And I have absolutely done no shopping. So, yeah. I think so, a lot of people just do all their shopping on Amazon these days. Yeah, so, and, and, and right. unfortunately I started too late. So I have an idea. And I have a small list I have to buy for, so I will be <laughs> probably doing that today. I don't know, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I've got to do uh, some some uh, sun duty today. I've got to do some running, take my mom, do some running around. But other than that, uh, you know, we're good. It's It's Saturday morning. It's time for the new media show. Right. Yeah. But I don't know how your week was, but. <laughs> podcasters are still in afterburner mode it's it's oh yeah it hasn't slowed down a yeah. a bit no it hasn't it hasn't and it's all good you know everything's firing on so many different cylinders yeah um right now so which is you know it's good it's good but i but i mean it, for us todd we kind of take a you know I would imagine with you as well that, you know, we've been in this medium for so long that it, it's in some ways it, it makes me worried and a little bit from the standpoint is that it's really easy to kind of get, um, complacent, I guess a little bit or, yeah. or kind of, uh, think back, well, we've seen this before or, mm -hmm. you know, what is, I mean, I think a good example of it was pointed out to me. I, I had posted a, my complete article of my thoughts on 2020 and my thoughts of 2021. And it was pointed out in that, uh, that message to me that I had left off, uh, any commentary on podcasting 2.0, <laughs> um, <laughs> which, which point. I didn't forget. I know, I know. <laughs> and, and I just wanted to, to, to correct that perception. I mean, I had written that article before I had really, um, realized the significance of what, um, Adam Curry was doing over there. Um, really I'd written that mostly like two or three months ago, but, um, really what it pointed out to, to be is that, you know, sometimes you can be a little skeptical of new things, right? Yeah. Um, especially when we've been around this medium so long and we've seen so many new things kind of come and go. Um, and, and I think that the immediate reaction, to things like uh, what's going on with that podcasting 2.0 and things like that is to think that maybe, um, you know, that's going to come and go too. Yeah. Um, whether or not that actually happens, I think one of the things that it, it really pointed out to me is that I need to um, be a little bit more open-minded about, uh, you know, things like that and their significance. But I do – realize that the landscape, you know, and, and I, I think last week's show was a good in, indication of that land. The, the landscape of podcasting is different now. Yeah. Um, and so as we look to the future, these reactions that we're seeing in the marketplace, like, uh, what Adam Curry's doing is, is happening for, for a reason right now. Um, I think that the podcasting as, as well as maybe how sometimes I think of this medium is a little stagnant. Um, and maybe, you know, and I, I think we've faced this criticism in the past on this show of, of holding on to the past a little bit more than maybe we should, um, and think, 
more about how things could be. And I think, you know, that starts to dawn on us. And I think one example of that also is the, is the, um, you know, the attribution stuff, uh, the privacy stuff, things like that, that we hold on to pretty tightly. Um, but there's many in this industry that don't, you know, so, right. um, you know, who's right. I don't know. You know, so, so some of these issues you just, um, I think it, I think my big picture is just, you know, having an open mind, um, more, uh, which is what I used to have more of. Um, and I don't know what, what you think of those thoughts, but that kind of pointed out a little bit of a, of a hole in my, my vision. And, well, I, you know, you're not right. alone, but you right. know, I'm the, the challenge I have, mm-hmm. you know, I probably have some team members that think that the Adam Curry initiative is just, you know, a flash in the pants and it's, it's not going to last. And I hate to, t- I, you know, the podcast 2.0 um, initiative has gotten a hell of a lot of headway, head steam. It, it's moving. And, you know, and here's the, here's the challenge. Well, Todd, do you, I mean, you have access to it. I mean, I was looking at it yesterday too. Yeah. And I, I noticed that, um, they have a, uh, a document that I, I think it's in the GitHub area right. that kind of outlines um, each of the the new RSS tags, right? That mm-hmm. they're they're pushing forward with, and it and it shows the platforms that are adopting them, right? Right. Um, and I think more and more we're seeing uh, you know platforms like ours, you know yours. I'm, I think um, you know I wanted to mention this. Lipson is going to support submitting over to to the podcast index at some point here, and I know you have already done that, I believe. Right. Right. Um, and I, I know that that's, that that's important, but I don't know if you have access to that document, but it actually shows all of the platforms that are supporting those tags right now. And I think it's important to keep an eye on that. Well, uh, exactly. So, and I think what it is too, is I fully understand the, the challenge that they are up against in getting wide adoption. Mm-hmm. But seven, five or six of those tags right. that they adopted were tags that we put out in the marketplace more than 10 years ago. ago. Right. Right. And right. because it was a blueberry initiative, they never got no traction. Right. No, none. And now that everyone's, oh, this is for the podcast. And, and they changed some stuff up a little bit. So it's fine. But they, they used the source to come up with several ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, now, oh, that's the hottest thing going. And really what it boils down to is the reason we didn't have, it's just same thing we've talked about in this show before, our subscribe on Android initiative, which still is rocking is because right. it was a blueberry thing. The, it was, oh, we can't adopt that because that's going to make it look like we're, you know, we're making blueberry look good because right. it was in our ballywick. So I, I'm really excited about what's going on. I, I think that th- they're moving fast. I mean, really fast. Uh, yeah. Unlike anything I've seen in a long time. And they're just, yeah. they're just doing it. Now, the, the bigger challenge will be is how much adoption of how many tags and by who. And I have a pretty good idea in my brain based upon what I'm seeing my participation in developers over there. Mm-hmm. I think there's nine podcast companies that are involved in discussions over there now. 
Um, they're all indie based. Right. There's no, there's no other platforms that are being, you know, no other syndication platforms, but the, the point I like to make is we don't need them. These are tools for podcasters, largely tools for podcasters, not, not for podcast hosting companies. So those of us that have directories and that type of stuff, there's all kinds of cool stuff in there that they're doing. And um, yeah, I, I think that even on my team, I probably have a few people that think that it's not going to last. And if I wait long enough, then it'll go away and how can I can ignore it. That's, that's not, you know, and that, and you know, I'm trying to, you know, be very proactive and make my team understand this is, you know, we've, we've picked some things that we're going to implement, but just like everyone else, I got to, you know, it's, even though I've got a pretty good dev team, there, there is well, not a great, not a pretty good, an awesome dev team. I got five, thousand line items of stuff that has to be done and where do you set the priorities on coding right. you know the the challenge and i like to i just i'm just like the next person i'm like the next podcaster i like the little shining object that's moving in the water right you know I, that fishing lure wow look at that one um you know i have the same susceptibility to flashing new things and um yeah so I get excited about it, and but yet I can't redirect what we've already set as a priority from it. If I had unlimited, you know, Rob, you guys got unlimited resources. You could add, you could add two or three more devs, and just to go after this and adopt it all, you know. But I don't have unlimited. Re- you know, you laugh, but you do. You guys compared to everyone else, you guys should be able to hire like three people just to put on this. Right. Well, it gets back to, you know, it does get back to your recognition, I guess, of the impact of where you put your time, right. And where you put your energy, right. Um, is, um, is feeding, um, taking dev time and feeding stuff over to the podcast index. Is that going to move the needle in a significant way in, in the short run? It's, I, I don't know. That's I, the question, right? I, submitting to podcast index is just a, it, that to me is actually the low impact. That's the smallest part. No, right, that's it's, right. it's 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 literally no impact because they're going to find the shows on Apple Podcasts right. if we don't. You know, they're going to get in there. Well, then they they populated the the catalog right. from the Apple APIs right. originally anyway. Yeah. So actually, in some ways, they're presenting new challenges. True, which is duplication, right? And hopefully, um, I think they've right. built in some protections on that, but. Right. But I think the main thing, though, is is the other work that's going on. Yeah, it's the RSS. The RSS stuff, stuff is, yeah. you know, and, and <laughs> all right. So I'm just going to tell you, those of you that are listening, if you're a dev or you work for a podcasting company and you're not on podcastindex.social and following along what's going on, don't be surprised when something comes out and you're getting pissed off because how it's implemented, because if you didn't get in there and put your two cents worth in, they're going to say, hey, you didn't participate. Here's what we decided, and here's what we're doing. We're moving forward. So right. basically, it's kind of like when you're, you know, a wedding, and the preacher says, does anyone object to this wedding? 
or right. it'll forever hold your peace, right? One of those types of deals. Well, yeah. it's like the podcasting thing. You get in there and submit your your considerations and contribute to the discussion or shut up. <laughs> you have right. no say. You can't complain later. And just accept what comes out of it. Right? And, yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. But well, it's Todd, it's like what we've been saying all along of why we needed a, a kind of like a trade organization that could pull committees together to work on various parts of the ecosystem of podcasting it, it, to innovate and upgrade and those kind of things. They've done so. this. They're doing that. And basically they're saying right. we can't wait for the bureaucracy of a committee. Right. And it's true. That's true. That's true. The bureaucracy yeah. of a committee is you, you look at a lot of the work. Time. Oh my God. Time. You look at the work we've done recently on some other stuff and it's like one word. Is this word okay to remove one word? Yeah. But it, Todd, that's also how you build consensus too. I mean, it's, well, it's done that way generally, um, for a reason too. Yeah. Uh, so you don't, so you avoid rogue things that go off that it isn't what's in the maybe br more broader interest of slow. the community. Slow, it is slow. slow. Right. Right. Hey, we've got a ton of people yeah. on Facebook. Make sure you say hi this morning. When it, we want to know who you are, just say hi. Don't be shy. Uh, go yeah. ahead and, and and give a give a shout out. Just say hey, I'm watching the show. Thanks for thanks for doing this. <laughs> oh, or you're maybe you're bored. Um, but you know, let's. I think it's the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest story of the year from a movement standpoint is the expansion and what they're doing. And I'm glad Adam's Adam is in penny for a pound. You know, I think he looks at this project as his sealing his long-term legacy in the space. And in being that he got podcasting off the ground, we're here because of him and Dave Weiner. And right. now he's going to say, okay, what's, you know, those of you that have listened to the show for a while, you know that in 2005, when Apple Podcasts, or at the time iTunes, introduced podcasting, all, all, absolutely all innovation stopped. It stopped right there. It, it, it ended from a podcast syndication standard. It stopped. That was it. And nothing, nothing. Well, there's a variety of reasons why that happened. But, but yeah. still, it stopped. Yeah. And yeah. nothing has happened for 16 years. Now, yeah. Apple, you know, but what has driven change? Apple has driven the change. Apple right. has driven adoption of new tags. Apple has driven so yeah. much stuff that we've acquiesced we've acquiesced to apple in basically building this space and providing new new right. tools for podcasters and what do we want podcasters to do we want them to build audiences we want to have great promotion of content we want to have the ability to to potentially monetize mm -hmm. in a different type of way micropayments maybe something along with uh some sort of Bitcoin or something to that effect. And in, in, in the end, the advertisers in the space have largely double flipped off 95% of the, 
of all podcasters out there by not providing advertising, not even right. considering them for advertising, right. and focused on the five, six, seven, eight percent top shows, and you know, try to get an ad deal where you have a show that has a thousand downloads on it to make significant money without going through some programmatic BS that runs well, a that's diaper. What everybody's pushing now, right. right? I mean, if you look at the the discussion in the medium right now, it's like the future is programmatic, and everybody's all excited about it. You know, I saw a variety of articles this past week coming out touting the the future of programmatic is the solution for podcast advertising. It's not. Absolutely not. And it's, and it's, it's misguided. It's, it's, um, missing what the primary method of advertising that works in this medium. They, right. they it's, want it to work because guess what it is. It's easier. No, it's millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to the companies that implement it. If, right. If they can make it work, but we're already seeing performance is absolutely, ugh. You know, well, I I do agree with the premise that it's not the technology that's the problem necessarily. It's the implementation right, that is right, the problem. Right, right. And the and the I'm hoping that that can be solved. But I'm you know I've just been a little skeptical of the programmatic implementation um, because it's gotten such a I like to say a growing bad reputation um, because of its its methodology in relation to um, um, how it's actually implemented not so much the dynamic insertion is somehow always bad it's not it's it's how it's how the podcaster is involved in the process it's how um, the the ad creative is, is created those are the metrics right and and at the end of the day that's kind of a lot about control True. and and that's really I think if you cut it back to the just the core of the struggle that's going on here is about, um, you know, wh what's efficient, what's real time and control yeah. over the advertising message. Um, the, the agencies want to have deeper control of the ad message, uh, because they think that they know what's best, you know, and to hand over the keys to some podcaster to do a, a, a value laden representation of their brand is something that they've been very nervous of. Right. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. So I, I just think that, uh, that the team that's working over there has to be commended for this. They, they it's still, yeah. they've got a long uphill climb, you know, and I, and I fully I'm aware of that, but anyone that is discounting them and, Considering that this is just a fool's errand, it's probably in for a rude, rude, rude awakening. The podcasting space is moving very quickly, and I try well, to. Thought have you? Um, yeah, have you seen that list of the companies that are supporting um, the tags? Yeah, so, so far, yeah. Um, you know, it's a mix of uh, listening apps as well as some podcast hosting platforms. That's right, but um, most of them are small. Uh, at this point. Um, but you have to start somewhere, obviously. Uh, so I'm not discounting what they're doing based on. Well, the there's a very, the there's a very big platform in there. That's, yeah, there. Yeah, there is Buzzsprout. Right. right. And, and they've, they've been pretty aggressive. I have to give right. them credit. Um, yeah. and, 
And that's, I definitely took notice of that. And that's something that, uh, I wouldn't say was a big factor in Lipson's decision to try and get involved. Um, I was pushing for that. I've been pushing for that in the company for a couple of months now. Um, but it's also, you know, getting credibility inside the company. And I believe that's probably what's going on, um, with other, uh, hosting platforms as well, um, is trying to, you know, look at the big picture and say, you know, is this, you know, is this going to be something that's going to get traction right. that we need to support? I think Lipson is sitting in a kind of a unique position to support it as well because of our destination strategy that we have, um, of being able to support tags going into that index. Um, you know, and then having, I think where it gets a little, um, um, tough, I guess is, is that if you have a listening platform, right, that's, that's supporting those tags and we don't have a, a destination relationship with those listening platforms because they, they've been they're, they're small or what, whatever. Um, the question is, is that something that you're going to put into your regular classic RSS feed? Like Todd, are you going to have those, those tags available in your feeds that go everywhere? Well, they'll remember we, we have a destination strategy of having a single RSS feed. Not I know, ha- exactly. Not but, having 20. But that's a little different, right, than what, but, what Loopsin is doing. And, right. and, and what, what our podcasters can do is turn on or turn off. Off various tags. Various right. tags. Right. Right. Okay. Right. You know, that's up to them on what they want turned on and turned off. So, so Apple could pick up those tags if they decided to at some point. If right. they, um, I doubt right. they will. Some of them are no use to them. Some of those tags are absolutely no use to Apple. Right. Unless they're going to adapt some of that technology into their, their app or, you know, some of those tags have, there's no reason for them. That's, that's the thing I'm trying to get across here. Right. A lot of this work that's being done is, is for the podcaster on their podcast page. Right. Right. Not so much just for the big platforms. Right. Right. Now, there's some cool stuff that the big platforms could adopt. Could. Right. Could. And is this really, I think at the end of the day, this is really kind of a a road or a path to innovation in the space that maybe there's things that those platforms will embrace in the future. So, you know, and I think what you you have to do is, you know, if if you guys get on board, then what everyone else is going to go. So, you know, let's be frank, you, you know, you, between you and Buzzsprout, you guys are the, the two biggest. Mm-hmm. So if you guys get on board, Podbean will be very quickly behind. Right. We've already committed, but, you right. know, we're also looking at what, you know, stage committal. Right. So if five of us have adopted a significant number of these tags over the next year, I think it gives, I think then, you know, all the other 20, you know, the 20 other competitors are out there. Right. They have a, and here, and here's the opportunity. If if you're a smaller, a smaller company and you're trying to figure out how to differentiate yourself, they, they could go hog wild and, 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 you know, this could be a focus. And and they could use it as a marketing tool against all of us. So, right, <clears throat> right. you know, we support all the podcasting 2.0 tags. 
and here are the things. Right. Oh, by the way, Blueberry doesn't have it. Libsyn doesn't have it. Podbean doesn't have it. Buzzsprout maybe will have it. You know, who knows? So, so then the, the peer pressure factor, right? (laughs) you know, or competitive pressure comes in. I think it's more competitive pressure, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, none of us wants to be seen by new and existing podcasters as not innovating. Right. Right. And not, um, supporting the, the latest and greatest tags or, but, or, but there's also other things. You guys are doing stuff I don't know about. I'm doing things that you don't know about. Right. And because we're always thinking what's going to be the next cool feature that, quite frankly, is going to drive sales. Why are people going to come over and do business with me versus doing business with someone else? Right. And this this situation... that's good. Good for yeah. the marketplace. Too. And this situation is more of a, I'm not going to say a race to adoption, but we're going to find out very, very quickly which tags are going to have some stickiness to them. So it might be okay to wait just a little bit to see where the headwinds are. Well, that's, that's a big reason why, you know, we didn't jump in and, originally too, is that we wanted to get, get a little bit of distance on this and see if, if a few, uh, other players in the medium were starting to perk up and jump on board. Right. Um, for the same reason that I started out this episode with, with the skepticism, um, of based on what we've seen in the past. Yeah. Because a lot of, there's not a lot of stuff that's been started and died. Right. And you that's, know. And that's just the way things go. Yeah. There's nothing necessarily bad about that. It's just, you know, some things get traction, some things don't. And, you know, it's, I would hate to put a lot of energy in the company into something that, you know, a month from now kind of faded out. Yeah. I I don't, right. Yeah. It wouldn't look good. I just, (laughs) uh, if you're not listening, please don't listen to the podcast 2.0 podcast. Please don't listen. (laughs) Yeah. Don't listen. Your competitive hat on. Yeah. Don't listen. Please don't listen to that show. You know, I, I don't right. think any podcast host should be subscribed to that show. Todd, have you noticed also a real uptick <laughs> in uh, podcasts about podcasting these days? There's uh, been I, a lot. I haven't been tracking it too much lately. There's a lot more of them lately. What is that a sign of? It's a sign of there's a lot of podcast consultants out there that are trying to build their reputation. <laughs> well, what I will say that there's a lot of podcasters that are frustrated. Podcasters or podcast consultants? Podcasters. <laughs> okay. Got it. Yeah, no, I agree with because you. Because they get a, a mixed message. Let, let me, let me, I screenshotted this this, this morning. And what I do in the mornings, I kind of lay in, lay in the, uh, laying on the couch and, uh, in my pajamas. I don't wear pajamas. Um, <laughs> And I saw, I'm not going to name the podcaster's name, but it was posted in a Facebook forum. And, and, and again, I'm not, I don't want to make this person feel bad if they listen to the show, but here's the statement. Hello, everyone. Smiley face. I have a podcast with six episodes so far. 
how should I go about earning money? And there's a 77, so far, well, at the time, there was 77 responses to that, to that question. Mm-hmm. And um, the gal is out of work. She needs to earn some money. And I don't, I appreciate her trying to figure out how to make it happen. That's always good. Yeah. And, but there is an expectation I continue to see, not only in the consulting calls that I do, but podcasters are are really right now wanting to try to monetize very, 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 very early. And well, and programmatic is a little bit to blame here um, on that, right? I would think so. But, you know, it, it's when you ask a person their numbers and they tell you and you tell them what that's actually going to equal to in dollars and cents, then they kind of go, oh. You mean I'm going to get 50 cents for eight episodes or I'm going to get a buck 25 for running ads in my show? Yeah. It, it changes a little bit as the show gets bigger, you know, so, you know, that, that, that it's purely, purely in, in most ad deals, not all. It's just a matter of scale. Now, if you've got something, you know, I talked to someone the other day, they had a really, really unique idea. And I said, wow, I, when you get this off the ground, I want the opportunity to sell against that because I think we can sell that for a major, major amount of money. I don't think, you know, it's not going to be like a $25 CPM. I'm thinking it's going to be like a, you know, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars an episode type of sponsorship, regardless of the size of the audience. You could have a hundred and still charge that much based on the content mm-hmm. because he's does something unique. And I'm like, whoa, you know, so. But those types of shows are one in a thousand. I hear the train, Rob. They didn't blow the horn. So I, I don't know. I think that we've, we're, we're in a time here where, uh, where podcasters want their shows to grow. And we get to give them tools to make them grow. Harold is on. He said, good morning, gentlemen. I, I'm glad to hear the hosting site still see their customers is the podcaster, not the directories. Yeah, absolutely. The directories. Oh, yeah. 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 Always. Always. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't think we've ever viewed the, the listening platforms as our customers. No, never. There's no, there's no economic relationship there. <laughs> no. So how would they be? Right. No. So, right. And I did get a few emails last week, or actually this morning. Please do not say my name on the show. Talking about the incentive, our incentivizing discussion we had on the last podcast. Oh, yeah. You -hmm. know, some people are like, whoa. You know. So, you know, there's lots of ways to move the, move the, the barrel here for everybody, but. Yeah, that's true. Did you see the the lead article on Pod News? Um, I think it was yesterday. The yeah about Netflix is going audio only mode in their Android app. Did you hear that? Why is that? And somehow that that's a threat to podcasting. I'm not sure it is, but I'm not watching TV shows on audio only on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> 
It's yeah. the stupidest but, thing ever. Why yeah. would they do that? Well, there's been a history, Todd, I don't know if you remember, but uh, there were radio stations in the past, uh, years and years ago, um, that would play live television on on the radio. So, But it was, well, that was like in the 40s, Rob, when they were. No, it wasn't. It was, it was back in the, I think in the 70s and 80s. Okay. Right. Well, I hadn't read pod news from yesterday. It's still in my unread. I'm opening it up now. Yeah. So I guess it's an, it's an Android um, app only feature, right? So you'd be able to, to just listen to the audio of a TV show, which I guess you could have done that all along anyway. It's just, it's not going to, I guess it's not going to play the video part of it, but there's no reason why you couldn't have played the video and just listened to the audio. So I'm not sure that this is really all that significant of a yeah of a feature. <laughs> it's not like it's going to be downloadable content or something like that. So so yeah. Steve Hen, wonders of independent podcasting has peaked. <laughs> independent podcasting has peaked. <laughs> he wonders if independent podcasting has peaked. Hmm. The truth wow. is that the old business model embraced by independent podcasters isn't sustainable, especially if you're trying to do ambitious, rigorous journalism. Sorry. Well, most podcasters are not doing rigorous journalism. Well, and it's also it really most of the, the most popular podcasts are independent. It, yeah. I think it depends on how you define independent. I think that's, that's a word that's, that's kind of, um, I guess, misconstrued a lot around what the definition of a of a corporate podcaster is and a and an independent podcaster is. And I think those lines are getting a little blurry. Um, or it's been getting that way more and more lately. Or could it be that this is another ambitious attempt to lock up podcasting? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. And, and somehow that term independent, uh, is oftentimes used in a derogatory reference, um, to a particular segment of the community. And it's, and it, and it really isn't, um, there's, there's terrific podcasts that are out there that I would, that are part of big corporate networks, but I would still consider them to be independents. He says, podcasters have never created universally recognized open standards like the web. We haven't effectively pushed tech platforms to evolve and serve creators. For most podcasters, there's only one to make a living, sell ads. Well, obviously, he's not aware of what's going on over with the podcast 2.0 initiatives. Yeah, it's it's not a one-dimensional medium. And I think it's for those that haven't been around the medium and don't understand it in a deep level, I suppose they could have that impression, right? That it's, it's advertising only. And that's all, that's the only benefit structure that comes out of podcasting. And that's just a, a misunderstanding of the medium. Here's another statement that he says, the truth is that the old business model embraced by independent podcasters isn't sustainable, especially if you're trying to do ambitious, rigorous journalism. Many big successful podcasts right. can't pay their bills with ad dollars alone and supporting sustainable local journalism in a digital ad driven environment is increasingly impossible. Well, yeah, newspapers are going out of business for a reason. Right. And as much as you want to be local, there's hardly any local anymore. 
regardless. And local is not a fast-growing segment in the podcasting space. So people aren't aren't consuming local content as much as they used to, and if, if that's the case, I mean, it's the chicken or the egg, right? It, yep. Is there, is there local content to be consumed? Obviously, is going to drive lower consumption of that. You know, I know that there's a there's a new initiative um, that's starting up uh, called I think it's called CityCast. Yeah, um, that's a podcasting platform that's being launched by one of the original founders of the Slate Podcasting Network. Um, is is starting to work on that. I actually have a, I'm going to do a call with them just to see what they're doing. And, but it's, I do wonder Todd, if the number of podcast listeners starts, you know, is growing. Right. Yeah. And once it reaches a certain saturation of the population, um, is there local opportunities, more growing local opportunities for local content? Here's the thing that cracks me up too. He's woefully underinformed. But missing in the audio space, there are platforms that empower podcast make, makers to build membership communities and make it easier for podcasters to sell their own subscriptions. Today's biggest platforms are not designed to help podcasters build and strengthen their audiences in their communities. It's not up to the platforms to build their their communities. Their communities. Right. It's up to the podcaster to do that themselves on their own websites. It's not the platform's responsibility. We do provide the ability so you can do a, a membership system. Right. We do provide the, you know, this to me is like, we, they're telling us we have to do that. Right. And then he goes on to say, what's missing is the ability of a publisher to create rich interactive experience and distribute it on any app or any smart speaker. YouTube does not have a rich interactive experience. YouTube right. is a content platform that puts out video. Most right. of it crap, some good. Right, right, right. All right. And podcasting, it's an audio medium. It's not an interactive medium. Now, right. there are offshoots. Right. The, like in the true crime space, they all get on YouTube. They do YouTube live and everyone's in the community and they're all talking about cases. And then there's a podcast that goes along with it. Right. So there is, in, they are interacting and right. building communities. Well, it's like these new apps that are forming Chalk and, and Clubhouse. Uh, they are building um, interactive audio uh, formatted programs, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, I think on Clubhouse, it's it, it, it would be hard to to actually say those are podcasts in the traditional sense but it's it's up um, to you it's right. up to the podcaster to grow an audience build mm -hmm. a community build that interactivity and yeah. most podcasters don't want to do that yeah they just want to record they want to record push it out and push it out right, right. and it's those that simple. and those that do those that actively build across many platforms and right. get this interactivity and, and, you know, so for me, right. I, it's really blows me away, this particular article. And it just, and it, it's on Neiman Lab of all sites, predictions for journalism for 2021. And it talks about podcasting. Mm. So the day, the well, day on what you view, Todd, I mean, let's, let's be frank about it. I mean, journalism like NPR journalism, 
like like uh, CNN or some of these other ones is a different kind of journalism. That, than, that's not journalism. That's entertainment. Well, yeah. There is no journalism left on television. And right. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not talking about necessarily television. I'm talking about what those media companies are producing in podcasts. Oh. Um, oh. You and, know, it's it's the you know it's content that's highly produced, has a team behind them. Um, you know, it's 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 different than and, what a typical independent podcaster would would do. Right. Though I would say, Todd. And you would agree with me that there are many individuals out there that are, that may be associated with a big media company. They're doing independent podcasts, right? Right. Right. They're building teams around their programs and they are not really affiliated with a major company. Um, are just because talent comes from a big media company, um, doesn't necessarily mean that they're not an independent podcaster, you know? So that, that's why I, I get a little bit of, uh, it's this pigeonholing of this yeah, medium yeah. that somehow is un, unfair to various right. uh, players in it. So right. Mike says most journalists are not doing rigorous journalism. I, I agree. I think journalism in America is dead. I think it's dead. Well, I think it, what is journalism, Todd? It's, it's, at, it's at it, its core of, of what it is. I think for many years, journalism was thought of something that was separate from any kind of economic orientation oriented benefit right <clears throat> or 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 is, purely for the benefit of one political party or another well it's all <laughs> it's 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 all about money Todd. it's right, all about right. audience equals money just right. in pod, just like podcasting yeah. right if you can build an audience you're going to make more money well that's exactly what journalism has turned into right you build an audience you're going to make more money well guess what we've created is uh, these journalism sites are concerned about audience. So right. what do they do? They create content that caters to what people want to hear, not what they don't want to hear. Or I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave my, I'll leave my comments at that point. Uh, or well, I'm, I'm going to say something's going to piss people off. Um, well, I mean, it's, I mean, as long as we keep it kind of high level, I think we're okay. But I think at, at, at the core journalism today is entertainment. Oh, absolutely. Just like what you've been saying, Todd, and yeah. I, I agree 100% because those companies now are bottom line driven. Yeah. It's toxic entertainment is what it is. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. It tends to play into division, but I also think that those divisions are there. Here's, here's, and, here's Todd's prediction for 2021. If I didn't say it on the last show, podcasting is the last bastion of free speech. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I think we said that in the last episode, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And freedom of expression. Although, although when does cancel culture attack podcasting? Mm, I don't or know. Or podcasters. Well, it depends on where the attacks come from. I think that the attacks have come from audiences um, for years now. Um, that's where the, where the attacks come from. Is it going to be more um, from a platform perspective? There, There is a risk now with the way society is. Let's say you're doing a conservative podcast and you're hardcore. And you work at an organization that may not be aligned that way. If you say something wrong, you, you might lose your job. Well, Todd, there are plenty of, of, um, 
media companies that are on both sides of this, right? It's not just one side beating up. But I'm not talking about I'm not talking about companies. I'm talking about individuals. I'm talking about Joe Q podcaster that works at company X in some city doing a show. Mm -hmm. So what you may end up finding is people are going to start adopting pseudonyms of their names. They're not going to use their real name creating shows. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going to build a personality just in order to protect themselves. You know, someone still can do a lot of research and figure out who somebody is over time, but makes it a little more difficult. Harold says when it comes to this, go go ahead, Todd. uh, He says, when it comes to new people anxious to get into podcasting to make a living quickly, an option may be to work for a mature, established podcast to understand and learn the field first. Now, that's always a possibility, but usually those teams are built internally and it's for a podcaster to get involved would be difficult. They might be able to observe or volunteer to do something. I'm not sure, but yeah. I mean, I just wonder how podcasting is going to be affected uh, as you look to the future with, um, with the, the political division that exists. Um, you know, is it going to get significantly impacted by I think it? it's going to get, um, I think it's going to get worse because I think again, going back to cancel culture, I really think it's going to be a problem, but I'm glad I don't do a political show. I mean, when does it end or does it end or does it just keep getting more and more extreme? It doesn't end. Not at this point. You look at what's going on on TikTok. It's not going to end. (laughs) Oh, on TikTok. Yeah. I'm not really monitoring TikTok that much. TikTok Um, is where all the breaking real news is. Really? Absolutely. Of all places. I thought that was a place for, that was the bastion of dance videos. The, oh, there's that. And, you know, and lots of TNA, I guess is the better word to say it. There's a bastion yeah. of that. But if you get, you know, there is, a, you flip through 10 videos real quick and all of a sudden you're seeing some, you know, somebody with a camera having recorded something that you're like, where was that on the news? And it won't ever get reported on the news. Right. Or comments said, or stuff that was picked up on C-SPAN, stuff that's just, you know, all over the place. That no, When is the last time you saw, again, I'm not watching mainstream media yeah, because it's so toxic, but when was the last time you saw on mainstream media anything being reported out of C-SPAN? You know, it's, again, a lot of stuff is being hidden. The message is being, we're being manipulated. Well, is it, is it, um, real manipulation? Or I believe is it so. Or that these media creators are catering to an audience that want to hear certain things. Yeah, probably true. Especially I mean, not necessarily I mean, in podcasting, but in mainstream media for sure. I mean, and, and look, look, look at what's happening on Facebook and those platforms. They're, that's what, Hey, we talked about this early on in the podcast, in, in the um, technology development in the early days of, of how wonderful personalization was going right. to be. Right. Right. Well, this has come back to roost. That's true. On us. And I think personalization is, is isolation of views. Well, at the same time though, I think podcasters and podcast audiences 
are trusted to form their own opinion and make judgment calls on the content that they're listening to in an objective way. Right. And I think we've largely, and this is maybe society in general, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think, I I know some people eh, older than me that all they get their information from is one source. And they swear this is truth, absolute, unmitigated, absolute truth. No matter what side, right? Right, no matter what side, yeah. And they, they don't have exposure beyond the bloob tube. They're not on YouTube listening to people having discussions. They're not on TikTok hearing discussions. They're not listening to podcasts where there are discussions. Mm-hmm. And in an in objective where you can't yell at them way, right. you know, so again, it goes back to, I, you know, I, I, my statement stands. Podcasting is the last bastion of free speech and diversity of content. And if you want to have an open mind and understand stuff, you, you should, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So, you know, I hear stuff all the time. Makes me go, huh? You know, and then I might investigate that a little bit. And I don't well, think. Well, Todd, I think one of the biggest challenges that we have, though, is individuals. Sure, we can, we can um, have free thought and free decision-making ability. That's always been the case. Um, but it's getting harder and harder to know what's fact and what's fiction. Um, well, and, and, and that's, that's where I, we run into this. I, I'm this gray area. Uh, I'm, I, I don't agree with that. I don't think people are that stupid. I'm not saying that they're stupid. Well, I'm th- just saying that, that there's tools now, Todd, and you know about this where you can fake a video. You can, oh, of course you can take a video image and you can change the words sure. coming out of that video sure. images mouth. Sure. Right. Yeah. So we're coming into a time when everything can be manipulated, yeah. can be portrayed as something that it's not. And it's going to be increasingly more and more difficult for an individual to know what is true and what is false. And, and I, that's, that's the fallout from technology. There is a saying that, um, and it started from the GPS years. So you remember when you had, you heard the early days of GPS, people were driving off bridges and cliffs and, you know, just, you know, like. The, G- the GPS says there's a road here. There has to be a road. There has to. I'm not paying attention, especially with autonomous vehicles. There right? has to be a road there. The GPS <laughs> says there's a road, right? Yeah. And this also is a is is something as a holdover from the aviation industry that I was involved in. We would have these big, I mean, thick. They were 500 page manuals of the do's and don'ts in operating an aircraft. Right. But at the very beginning of the book, you know, there was this paragraph. This manual does not constitute a substitution for common sense. Yeah. So if you're, if the instrument says you're, you're climbing, but you're looking at the ground coming at you, well, you're not climbing. But if you believe your instruments that you're climbing, you, you might drive into the ground right or fly into a mountain or right. whatever it might be right so yeah. 
we have to we have to remember today from a common sense perspective that I look at everything with like I, I don't <laughs> I'll just tell you I don't believe shit. I, I, I don't believe anything. And if something comes out of someone's mouth, I'm like, hmm. really? Really? No, I get that. No, you I, know? Hey, I, really? I 100% agree with that. Right. You know, really? Especially if it's on a TV. Right. You know, if it's coming out of a podcaster's mouth, then it just makes you go, you get that little twerk, your head moves a little bit, and you got to go, did that really happen? And then it's, well, up, Todd, to, then it's up to you. It's up to you. Right. Yeah. To use a little common sense and put a little self-doubt in there. Do do you really think people are that gullible, Rob, that they are being completely manipulated? I don't know. I don't, you know, it gets back to, I don't know. That's the problem. And, and, and Todd, I mean, your background, you know, being out of, you know, the military (laughs) and intelligence. Yeah. What I was involved with, right. You're, you're, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Governments play games. Right? Oh, I I look at everything that comes out of the government's mouth with a yeah. What's it, it, the real no no no? Here? What it is is right. They said this, but what was the spin? What? How did they spin to get to right. here? Right. <laughs> and you know, yeah, you know, it's and Todd, I come out of you know, <laughs> I I used to work for Microsoft. I mean. I, I saw how the PR stuff worked, <laughs> you know, right. um, and it, cause you know, I got pulled into it. So I, yeah. I totally get the scheme that is going on, Yeah. but I'll also say in kind of contribution to what you're saying is that what it's forcing us all to be as individuals is we're now the ones that are becoming journalists. Exactly. And the, <laughs> the journalists have advocated their responsibility they have. because yep. They're now focused on entertainment. That's right. Right. Because they know if they talk about X story, they're going to lose listenership because that's not the narrative. Right. (laughs) They're operating from a perspective. Right. We're going to talk about things that the vast majority of the audience wants to hear. That's right. Right. And that's, what's going to grow our bottom line. And it's a self-serving destructive spin cycle that is sickening. (laughs) <laughs> right. And, and unfortunately it's, uh, over the last few years, it's really catered towards pharmaceutical companies because those are the ones that have been funding a lot of television over the oh, last you few just, years. So are you going to say anything <clears throat> bad about a pharma that's writing you $300 million? million dollars? Checks? Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> you know, so that's why Adam Curry and no agenda, they, they can do what they do. They're user supported. They can say what they want to say. Their sponsor isn't going to get canceled. It's, it's mm-hmm. really, you know, if you and I had, let's, let's just think of a company out there that's advertising the podcasting space, any company, would we, would we talk negatively about them in the show? <clears throat> Probably not. Well, that, that's where, I mean, we've talked about on the, that on this show before in the early days of podcast advertising. That's you exactly could. what the host did. Right. They, 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 did. they took a campaign yeah. and they trashed the advertiser. They trashed the, the advertiser. Yeah. But they, but they still took the check. That's right. <laughs> I know a check that went for 20. I, I, I had a, a single spot advertisement in a podcast and uh, it was like 25 grand. And the, and the podcaster like 
laughed during the the ad spot. It was a dating right. site. And he laughed about this dating site. And they, well. they got exactly zero. <laughs> zero <laughs> conversions. But they wrote a check for 25. And they were thrilled. Yeah. And it wasn't <laughs> like it was a long-term view on this, right? right. It was right. like... I don't care because I hate this site. I'm going to take their money. Right, right. I'm going to trash them. Right. I'm going to cash the check. But, and he but, didn't care anyway because it was like, you know, but in, But in <laughs> essence, it was almost like radio because we adopted the radio model because right. someone in the chat earlier said that podcasters wear many hats. At the radio station, the GM sees the check come in from whatever company, the Acme Explosive Company. Yeah. And says, tells the host, you're going to run this Acme Explosive Company uh, uh, Looney Tunes ad on your show. And the radio host says, no, I'm not. And the general manager says, you're fired. Right. <laughs> you know. So so what it was, was the podcaster was really thinking as the GM and say, yeah, we'll take the, we'll take the Acme Explosive Company Looney right. Tune ad. And we will we'll run that in the show. It, it, regardless of me as a podcaster thinking this right. is ridiculous so I it was actually if they get roi on it or so not. it was actually the right i got the money right and and I, i'm gonna keep the my relationship with my audience the, the because, only the only difference at a radio station is the, the 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 dj isn't gonna bash the gonna bash the uh the company right he may say hey we've got a hmm you got an interesting well, yeah i mean <laughs> Just the very structure, though, of a radio station versus a podcast plays into that, right? I mean, because yeah. the radio station has ad, has ad sales people, right, right, right? Right. And that's where the things go off kilter a little bit on this. Is <laughs> yeah. when, when, once you start getting ad sales people, guess what? Ad sales keep people care about long term relationships right. with advertisers, right? So yep. they want that they want that renewal on that IO, right? Right. Insertion so, order for those of you that don't know what that is. And At, and that that responsibility of the host of the show to keep their relationship with their audience because they're promoting things that are credible. Yeah. Is one of the reasons why host reads have been su successful in podcasting. So you can kind of see the connection of why things are the way they are in podcasting and why there's so much resistance to the radio model. Over in podcasting. I, I remember yeah. when a certain sponsor's CEO, he either shot an elephant or he did something, went on an African <laughs> safari. And he oh, you're talking about goat daddy? <laughs> yeah. And, he, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and he, and of course, outrage across the United States, you know, and the cancel culture wasn't in full effect yet. Because right. that, that happened today, he, you know, he'd have been gone tomorrow. But, he, right. you know, he stayed with the company. And, of course, then I, my audience is like, so I actually condone, you know, had to condone it on my show, condone what he did, thinking, man, they're going to cancel me now because I, you know, right. and right. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> so I, you know, they didn't cancel me. We're still partners, but you know, I expressed my displeasure with his, you know, what he had done, even though you know that was his. He didn't shoot an endangered animal or anything like that, but right, you know, just right. the simple fact that, you know, there's reactions to big game hunters doesn't go good for some people. Mm. But uh, anyway, it just, yeah, and it, you know, there was more than one of those types of incidents that happened in those early days. I'm glad they're under new management now. <laughs> yeah, they've GoDaddy's really changed. Oh yeah, uh, 
Yeah, they, a lot of their brand orientations. Yeah. They used to be. They used to be very. Uh, oh well, let's just put this well, way: they didn't make the ladies very happy. They didn't make ladies very. Happy. No, they obviously didn't view their customer base as female centric. No, yes. they did not. <laughs> but but I, I think that's changed. Oh, it's uh, I mean, like like three hundred and sixty percent. They, they right. you know, they under, a lot more women are. Well, they, about the time Danica came on, of course, there was a few pretty crazy Super Bowl ads with her, um, but it, that, yeah, that thing changed very, very quickly and it, Mm -hmm. it it went corporate wide. So a matter of fact, I had meetings with them that were talking about. Didn't they pick up a female CEO too? I don't, I don't remember. I, I don't know, but I know that I actually had meetings with them on the cultural change of the company and what was happening. And they want expressed that I get that message out. And I was yeah. basically like, okay, I, well, this is going to be a watch and see, yeah. you, you know, because I had, believe me, I had emailed them like, you know, 500 times from response. Cause I forwarded every one of my audience members concerns about some of their marketing stuff. And I, you know, I had woman after woman after woman sending me emails saying, I want to support you, but I can't because of this. And I sent hundreds of those emails to GoDaddy and said, you know, you're, you're screwing me here. You know, you guys need to get, get on board. And, and, and I'm sure they heard that just, you know, from me and, thousands of others in the public space making right. commentary about them and times change and they changed fundamentally yeah. changed. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's right. So, and I don't think there's very many examples of companies that are, were publicly like that, that how should I say it? Well, they were very publicly exposed based upon their, their Super Bowl commercials. Mm-hmm. And uh, got a lot of attention in the wrong way. <clears throat> the geeky guys loved it, but you know that doesn't sell domain names or hosting accounts with women. So I want to change the yeah. the topic a little bit. Um, there was an article that I saw that came out in Billboard um, dot com um, talking about the streaming music platforms. Um, oh yeah. Um, and how, um, what they've seen, uh, since about, I believe it is September is basically a flat line of growth in streaming audio listening on the streaming music platforms, how people are just the growth of streaming music, uh, has basically plateaued, uh, and it's actually in a little bit of a decline right now, um, there's been peaks and valleys. So the lockdown, I guess, showed a pretty significant, um, this was back in what, uh, March, um, timeframe. I'm not sure what the time frame is here, but, um, there was a big dip in streaming listening and then it grew back. And then just at the election, the U S election, we saw another dip in people listening to streaming music and then it started to grow again. And then now we're starting to see it drop again. Um, but if you look at the overall trend line, it's pretty much flat. It's not growing. If anything, it's declining, and then it'll go back up to, to that flat line, and then it will fall again. But it, it's basically what it looks like across over the last probably four to five months. It's basically um, flatlined. So, so they think they're in trouble? I don't know. You know, and I'm, 
I don't know, you know, as you look at that, whether that includes podcasting in these platforms or if podcasting is seen as a contributor to the plateauing, maybe, maybe their new growth is listening to spoken word audio. I don't know. They don't really conjecture it in that the article be, on what that the would, cause is. That would be encouraging. Yeah. But, and I got to stop saying that. That's becoming a keyword for me here. Uh, <laughs> I think that the, uh, the tendency is, is people who are never exposed to podcast, once they become exposed to podcast, man, they usually get in with all feet. They're in for yeah. a penny. They're in for a pound. Well, it's like we we talked about a couple episodes ago about the super the listeners. Super listeners, right. yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I listened to, I had Pandora up last night for a little bit. Uh, I was just playing some 80s popular hits or something. I turned it off pretty quick because I, I was like, my God, some of this 80s music was horrible. And... <laughs> And trying to search for new artists and stuff like that. But I think the, uh, I don't know. I, I don't listen to as much music as I did. I used to could name everybody. But since I've started podcasting, it's I listen to podcasts. Of course, we're both outliers too. So, uh, so there's a question here. Thought I saw an ad in Pod News says apply to the sexiest job in podcasting. And what is that? <laughs> it's a it's a network called Pleasure Podcasts. <laughs> oh, anyway, oh, we can we can oh, move on from okay. that. Um Harold says, do you know if there are any tags in podcasting that allows a system to tie in a donation tipping system into live podcasts and to add that type of interaction from the devoted niche audience? Now there is a donation tag already or right. it I Mike is listening, so maybe he can tell us which tag it is. There is a tag that allows you to tie your PayPal or Patreon link to that some of the apps support, but there is stuff going on in Podcasting 2.0 to expand that. But no, there's no such system in podcasting like uh, in YouTube where they have Super Chat. You know, I'd love, someone wants to build something and we can do live. Where there's super, where there's a super chat function. Like if we were here on Facebook and there was a way for people to donate during the show, but right. the only people on YouTube that get super chat are those that have like a million listening hours or something of their or viewing hours of their content. So you know, the, YouTube really limits the number of people that get at, and they take a huge. My understanding is they take a huge cut of that super chat money. Oh yeah. So. Harold, I think the key here is because even like this show today, we've got a dozen, maybe 15 people on live between all the platforms right now as I'm looking at it. The rest of the people that listen to the show listen to this show as a regular podcast. So what what do we say on this show? Hey, there's a donation link in the show notes at newmediashow.com. And if you want to donate, you know, there's the PayPal link. And periodically people have been generous and have donated to the show. We don't push it. As a, as a, you know, as a major thing here, because that's not what this really shows about. So Rob and I are both getting salaries from our respective companies. And we like to, you know, we're doing this show for a long time before. So for us, it's more about staying abreast and talking to you 
and talking to podcasters about what's going on in the podcasting space from our old curmudgeon experience. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Vox Media Studios, I, I think you know who those folks are sure. out here on the East Coast. Um, uh, they're projecting that they're going to have $100 million in revenue from podcasting in 2021. A hundred. hundred million in revenue. How many shows they have? I guess they're they're going to double the amount of shows that they're producing. That's a big number. It is a big number. A hundred million with one company? Yep. Wow. Let's see here if we're, it gives. We're in the wrong business. It says here, reportedly expected uh, 300 million in overall 2020 revenue. For Fox Media. Wow. Huh. And they keep I what, also, perc- they keep what also, percentage of that? And how much does also, the podcaster get? Go ahead. I also re- remember this company uh, way back in the early days of podcasting, um, you know, saying that podcasting will never be anything <laughs> significant. The same CEO, actually, that's quoted in this article. Saying that podcasting will never be anything of significance. Yeah. A hundred million. That's just a- as they were canceling all the shows that they were doing back then. <laughs> it is funny to see how people have, they're on round three or round four, just like Audible. They're on what, round four at this time? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. that you know, a lot of these big media companies um, have come and gone, come and gone, come and gone. <laughs> um. It, it says uh, it says right right now, Vox Media Podcast Network, which produces over two hundred podcasts annually, is what they're two hundred episodes or two hundred podcasts. That's a, uh, well, that people confuse that sometimes. So um, 200, 200 shows. It says Vox Media now has more than two hundred active podcasts that it publishes through Vox Podcast Network up from 75 in January. All right. So so let's let's just do, and they say they're going to, okay, so right now they say they're going to double. They're going to double the number of shows? Yeah. So they've, they now have more than 200 active podcasts. All right. So let's. So they're saying in 2021, they're going to double that. So that would be 400 shows. Okay. So let's take one. How much was it? A hundred million. Hundred million in in ad revenue. All right, I'm going to divide that by four hundred shows. Their top podcast is the is Recode's Pivot uh, with Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway. And I'm that, div- that's their flagship show. So that would mean that each of their shows, all four hundred, all four hundred of them, on average would have to have $20,833 of revenue uh, every month. So mm-hmm. the way I got to that was I took $100 million. Let's see if yep. I got enough zeros here. Yep. Divide that by 400 and divide that by 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, $20,833 for every show every month. Well, Todd, I mean, I mean, you have to, we have to acknowledge that the 80, 20 rule applies here. Um, 
to some degree is that that proportion. Okay. Well, equal, yeah. Right? So let's, but so. It, it's, we're just looking at per average. So if that means right. 20,833, let's, uh, div, uh, that's dollars. So let's divide that by, yeah, we'll give them the benefit of doubt. We'll give them a $30 CPM. Mm-hmm. That means that they that's have. That's reasonable. That's pretty conservative. That days. means they have to get 694,000 downloads for every show every month. On average. On average. Right. So 600. Okay. Attention. Attention in podcasting space. I call which, bullshit. Which which hosting <laughs> platform are they hosting on? Would be my next question. Sakes, huh? um, <laughs> so the the brands that are under Vox Media are Polygon, Eater, SB Nation, and I guess they agreed to acquire uh, New York Magazine um, in an all stock transaction. Do you know how hard it is for a single show to achieve? 694,000 downloads every month. That is, that is, that means every show, every show in their inventory has to be a one tenth of 1% podcast. Well, you know that that's not possible. Um, and I know you know that. I know, but, the, but the, playing, I'm playing, playing the, but still, the devil's advocate here. Still, right. even, you know, if we use the 80 20 rule, I still, I, I, it seems like an extraordinary amount of money. If, if they're doing that, Rob, I, I, hey, Vox, you looking for someone to? <laughs> well, let's let's uh, say you know we now have a system to to manufacture massively successful podcasts, right? That's that's what it's saying, right? I mean, yeah, we've we've got the formula figured out. Um. You know, but the problem is, I don't know that anybody really has got it figured out. And if they're getting that kind of money, they will have a massive staff. They'll have 400 people yeah. working for that company. Oh, yeah. It says here, Vox Media Studios um, signed a multi-million dollar deal with Stitcher. Um, yeah. So, so they're distributing, they're getting paid to distribute into Stitcher? Uh, I'm assuming that Stitcher is probably doing the ad sales for them. Oh. And now that Stitcher is part of Sirius XM. Right. They've got a little bit of a distribution relationship there t as well. Yet. Right. Yet. Yeah. Okay. I'll be quiet. <laughs> They're, hey Rob, they're really rocking it in the in the global uh, consumption percentages. They're doing fantastic for independent uh, they podcasters. Are now, huh? They are. Uh -huh. Yeah, they're they are about uh, two tenths of one percent, I think, something like that. So they're doing a fantastic, fantastic job in getting uh, podcasters uh, exposure. I just don't know how that right. ramps up. If you think about some of the claims companies make, and then you look at, you're looking at, I'm looking at the stats, right? I'm looking at, you know, 55,000 shows and I'm like, uh, huh. So that means that they're all their internal shows are absolutely explosive, you know, but 
maybe these big media hey, Tal, companies, you, they can do it. Todd, did you hear about this, this new podcast hosting platform called Storyboard? <clears throat> they got $4.5 million in venture. That's impressive. Yeah. Palo Alto, California. With no 4.5 million with no customers? Yeah. Storyboard. Mm. Storyboard. Yeah. That makes me worth about 400 million then. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, I mean, these VCs are investing in dreams and well, teams too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And that's, that's kind of, I was just trying to go see what was going on here, but I think it's, it's interesting, you know? Well, I love that, you know, we, we know the story on most. Okay. So someone start the clock, (laughs) uh, T minus 36 months. So storyboard that, is that the company? Uh, try it's trystoryboard.com. Oh, try storyboard.com. Well, they're they definitely aren't doing so well in the in their Google search, right? Let's look at pricing. They have a looks like a iOS and <clears throat> Android app. This is about you sure this is the company because. Mm-hmm. They don't list their prices. That's always scary. It says, send private storyboard codes to 50 users. This can't be the right company. It's used by Abit, Braun, Delta, DHL. This this can't be the right company. Hmm. Oh, storyboard named 2019's top private podcast app for companies. I've never heard of these folks. Top private podcast app for companies? They do have a pricing on here. It says... They have a create a podcast, the platform storyboard is the go-to private podcast and audio platform for teams around the world says here. Okay. So it looks like they have a listening app too. Um, all in one production, two way engagement analytics, enterprise support. So there. Well, they're doing private podcasting along with Podbean, <clears throat> along with Transistor, along with Blueberry. Ellipson is doing that yep. too. So, you know, yep. making a claim that you're the biggest private podcasting platform. I have a pretty good indication of who that is, and it's it's not Storyboard. No, they, these guys are brand new. So right. I, I don't know how it could be. Yeah. <clears throat> but. Hey, that's a good mark. I'm going to put that on my platform. We're the we are the world's largest private podcasting platform. I just put that on my website. No problem. Yeah, yeah, I should do that. Claims are cheap these days. That's you know what. And guess what? You, there's no one else out there doing podcasts like ours to call us out. So I guess I can just do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an indication of the times that we live in, Todd. Yeah. There's not a lot of uh morals anymore, I guess, or ethics or whatever. Yeah. You want to call it it's uh it's war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure what the word storyboard has to do with podcasting, but well, that's um, it's basically 
you know, it, let's see, what is BiPro up to 350 users? Oh, here I can put the number of listeners. How many listeners will be invited? One, $10 per month. Oh, no, 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 no. A dollar, yeah, a dollar a month for listener, three fifty. Let me, yeah, that's a heavy seat price. A buck a seat. Wow. That let me let me bring this up. This is what it costs to do a private podcast over there. For a hundred, for a hundred listeners, it's a hundred bucks a month. That's a dollar a seat. That's really high. Wow. So you want a hundred listeners on their pro plan? It's a hundred dollars a month. Huh? What's the CPM? Uh, that's a pretty darn good CPM. So let let, let me see. Um, a thousand listeners. Oh, co- contract sales. If yeah, you yeah, have yeah. A thousand listeners. Yeah, if you have a, if you have a thousand listeners, you contact it, them and probably get a discount of ten percent to get ninety cents a seat. See, that's what it boils right. down to: is seat cost. How much the seat cost is the is the heavy is the heavy multiplier in these plans. They're making, they're making, wow, it's just crazy to me. Well, that's probably why they got the 4.5 million VC, right? Yeah. Profitable business model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a dollar a, a dollar a listener. listener. So what it costs right. to deliver private podcasting to them. So if you get, so they, they will shift you into, okay, up to 300 listeners is $300. Right. Anything above that, you can call for pricing. Yeah, so so if you go to four hundred listeners, yeah, it then, says, yeah, then you have to call them. You go for enterprise, right? So dollar dollar person's pretty expensive. And that's a per month, right? Per month, yep. Uh, okay, up to fifty users are free. Yeah, okay, I can see what their model is. Yep, yep. Get to get to fifty one, <clears throat> then give me fifty one dollars. Right. And oh, apply your credit card because you can't go any further than that. Right. So this is, you know, no different than what we've done and many others. You know, we got a custom branded iPhone and Android app. We've got an app store listing for them if they want. Mm-hmm. But, you know, here's the question. Where's their, what's, where's their security discussion? Are these really podcasts or are these just streams? See, that's the thing th- people don't know. Well, I think it's, it's, it's only available on their app. their app. You have to use their, their app. app. Which There's, is... Not a, a non-typical way of doing this. I mean, well, like you can have a private podcast very well outside of your own app, right? Well, to a certain security level, you can use outside your app. And then there's, yeah. there's, there's concerns, right. you know. But and how, how really concerned are you? Right. Um, that's, that's the key. And this is that's, what. That's the key, right? Yeah. When I'm talking to a bank about private podcasting and when I'm talking to a podcaster about private podcasting their security levels are extreme different ends the podcaster doesn't need much security and the bank needs more security to the point where it's almost not a podcast anymore todd they they claim in the in the in the release the in the first year that they operated they had over 1700 companies around the world um, launch channels on storyboard that's a pretty impressive number if that's true they might be the biggest yeah. Yeah. yeah what was it number. about these folks that uh, attracted? Sometimes, uh, yeah, who knows? Good marketing or good, you know, who knows what they did? Because, you know, it's kind of surprising. I haven't heard from them up till today. 
Because so, I don't really think that they're a podcasting company. No, they're not. Well, so, what's really happened is, is, you know, the private podcasting stuff has exploded since the pandemic. Yeah. So right. pe- companies are looking for solutions for internal communication tools. Right. And that gets back to what we've talked about on the show earlier. Well, what's the, what's the definition of a podcast these days? Yeah. I think it's getting stretched to lots of dimensions and we've, we've seen this happen in the past as well. True. You know, I mean, we've been through even the, the phase where people were like, uh, let's dump the word podcast, right? you know, been through that. We haven't heard that discussion, you know, podcasting is dead conversation in a, in a while now. Yep. <laughs> that was like popping up like every couple months in the past. Yep. So, yeah, I think we're past that now. Finally, I, Todd. I think so too. So, yep. Rob, yes. we're almost done, believe it or not. We are again? Yeah, almost the end. So, and I do have a hard stop uh, just because I, I've got to get on the road with my mom. But let's look here at the calendar. So, today is December 19th, and uh, I leave for Honolulu on the 23rd. I don't get back until the morning of the 28th. So we will have one show on the 30th. Right. And it's Wednesday, the 30th, Wednesday, right. the 30th. And then uh, we'll go from there. Uh, but we'll be back with you again. Our next episode will be a lonely 11 days away. Wow. Yeah. So a lot's going to happen in 11 days. Yeah. So that's well, okay. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, because that's that's a pretty, you know, that's a holiday yep. cycle. And we've been giving you two shows a week. And I think what I'd like to do, Rob, after the New Year is think about whether we want to continue with two shows a week. Um, yeah. Just from a, a, a workload standpoint. Right. Okay. Our times yeah. are. What do you guys think? Do you like the two? You know, you tell us. Is two a week good? We're giving you three hours a week. Is it too much? Or do you want us, you know, do you appreciate? Well, you know, you tell us. This is what we need to know from you. Whether you think we should continue with two shows a week. Well, Todd, and also, what are the, what do the numbers look like, too? I mean, The numbers have been steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about the same from what we talked about before. So, so when we shifted from doing one episode a week to two episodes a week, whether that just that that doubled our overall number, yeah, not on a per episode, basis. not on a per episode basis. Okay. Well, we've been climbing continuously. You know, it's just like anything else. That slow march, right? right. And so, uh, okay, but you know, I I think we're three hours. You know, that's asking people a lot. Three hours is a lot of content from you know one podcast a week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, and if you guys are listening, and that's cool. I'm, I'm you know glad you're here. Well, and also, is the episodes too long? Right, you know, right. Do we need to cut it back to an hour? Or do yeah. you know? And what also? What, what do you think about guests? You know, on the on the show too. I mean, historically, we've seen some of our lowest numbers in this show happen when we have guests. Yeah, which is surprising when you think about it, but maybe it's not that surprising. Yeah, I don't know. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here, and. Uh, Please have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Yep. And uh, be careful. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, it's, you know, 
have a terrific uh, break here. You know, you can listen to some other podcasts over the next 11 days. We're breaking uh, our own rules and not creating right. a whole bunch of podcasts during the holidays. Yeah. But, and like, like I was saying earlier, there's certainly a lot of new podcasts about podcasting popping up. Hey, that's, <laughs> that's what the homework assignment is. Go out there and listen to those shows and then come back to us and tell us what kind of information so we can get some ground truth out there. Maybe we can start uh, having a little fun and dispelling uh, the, the latest podcast consultants and their expertise level. Well, Todd, if you, you know, also, you know, it'd be interesting to think about too, is, is if we change, if we go back to just one day a week, um, you know, how would we, do we want to change the format of the show? Do we want to do something different or, uh, you know, think about how we want to evolve the show going forward. Is there something different that we should be doing? Rob, I'm a, I'm a creature of habit. Long as I don't have to do any editing. I think I'm not saying editing. I'm saying what we do when we actually turn on our webcams. I I think, Uh, you know, know, do we need to be more structured? Do we need to um, have like intro stuff? Rob, if you want want me to be structured, please go find a new host. (laughs) <laughs> no i we're open to ideas so or do you just like right. the free you know do you guys come here because of the free wheeling conversation you never know which way you work you know that those of you that are new we have absolutely we may know one thing we're going to talk about during the show <laughs> but well, that, i think we we maybe come to some level of consensus just around the fact of what's in the news right that, right Right. Over the last couple of days, that was significant. Both of us think the same way yeah. in some ways on these things. But well, uh, I mean, even even our show name, Todd, yeah. is that? I mean, is that appropriate anymore? I mean, how long is is new media new? Well, I don't think the media. I don't think I can get mediashow dot com. I bet you that one's gone. So yeah, right. <laughs> I, I'm sure we're not going to be able to get that. But yeah. and it's. I mean, we've done years and years of well. Since we changed names, probably that that was like what four four years ago. But Rob, what media is new? There's no new media. There's we podcasting is still the newest media format. Oh, that's true. That's true. Well, if you consider TikTok a media format, they might be new, but they're TikTok. They're not right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess as long as there's always some new media out there, we can talk yeah, about it, right? There's and it's no relevant. You know, it's right? not. It's not like. There's going to be, you know, it's, what is the next media platform or media? I don't know if there is. I think we're starting to we'll see, see a little bit of derivatives of that. I mean, you look at TikTok right, and you right, look at right. uh, maybe these these audio um, communities forming, uh, you know, like Clubhouse and those, those type of platforms are something a little bit unique. Um, in some ways, they're not that unique, yeah. but, you know, these – live has definitely come into its own. Yeah. Craig says, Craig says, keep the show the same. I love it. David says, happy holidays. Thanks guys so much value each time. We appreciate your guys' feedback on Facebook. We do. If there was other comments I may have missed earlier, I apologize, but uh, I can see the last four in the view I'm in. So I do have to get out of here, Rob. So er everyone will see you later. And I'm Todd at Blueberry.com at Geek News on Twitter. 
on Twitter, Rob Greenley at Rob Greenley. So you can find me there. And if you want to send me an email commentary, thoughts, wh- whatever on the show or uh, anything else, uh, send it to uh, Rob G at Lipson.com. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. If you are on Facebook, go over to the new media show, wherever the link is on the website the new media show. and go subscribe <laughs> to the podcast. I think it's over there in the corner of the website. Go subscribe. If you're on YouTube, you can go subscribe right here, I think. So uh, we, we de- go all over the place. That's wherever, wherever the subscribe link is, get subscribed. We want you to get noted and hit that. I got to say this for the YouTube thing. We've never done this. Make sure you hit that notification bell too. So you know when we're live. That's true. That's right. So you get the ding, you get the ding, you know, we're ding, ding, ding alongs going along. So we're so yep. stupid. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. We'll see you next time with the new media show. Take care. Happy holidays. Be safe. Take care of your family. All right. Bye-bye.